No one has more riding on tonight's results than Ron DeSantis. His campaign has put virtually all of its eggs in this basket right here in Iowa, and they're hoping that his laser focus and all of the resources here, including visiting all 99 counties, pays off. Here's what he said this morning when I asked how he's going to define success tonight. How do you define it? Well, I think that, you know, there's been a lot of, of, of narrative trying to say that, you know, that we haven't been doing well when I think we were doing things on the ground that may not be as flashy, but that are going to come to fruition. I want to go now to Steve Conterno, who has been covering Ron DeSantis for years now as a Florida political reporter. Steve, so Ron DeSantis once looked like the Republican Party's future. Now it's very unclear if that is the case, certainly in the short term. That's right, Dan. And if you think back to 2022, at the peak of his popularity, every Republican candidate wanted him to campaign for them. Every Republican group wanted that, him at their events. He, he, he has this resounding election night victory, 19-point, uh, historic margin in Florida. Every Republican donor is handing him money, hand over fist. And then he makes this decision to wait all the way until May to get into this race. And I know he told you early today that he wanted to make good on his promise of voters, that he wanted to act with, a, with his electoral mandate and, and stay true to his style. But when I talk to his supporters time and again, the people who are around him say that more than any other decision, this is the one that they have been second guessing the most because it gave this large amount of time for, for Trump to define him and attack him, for Republicans to, to take another look at some of these other candidates who were expressing interest in the race. And some of those donors, by the way, were actually disenchanted by with what he did in Florida with that, with that electoral mandate. They didn't like that he passed the six-week abortion ban or that he went after Disney. And so he started the race in May limping into this primary instead of sprinting into it. And, and he has been spending the last nine months fighting that those headwinds and trying to recapture some of that energy. And he has done a lot to get some of that energy back. He is trying to manufacture enthusiasm, as you said, by visiting every county in Iowa, by making more than 100 stops here and, and, and knocking on nearly a million doors, doing all the work that past Iowa caucus winners have done, but they never anticipated all these indictments against Trump, that the popularity of Trump would endure to this to this degree. And now he comes into caucus night again, trying to get momentum instead of running into this caucus. Yeah, I Steve, it was really interesting to hear Donald Trump. I was at his rally yesterday bragging about the fact that he made the very deliberate strategic decision to dump millions of dollars uh, in very, very harsh negative ads on DeSantis before he was in the race in order to try to blunt any momentum he could have. And that was at a time when Donald Trump, sort of not long after the midterms in 2022, when he was at a low point. And, you know, it, it did work. Negative ads, people don't like them, but they do tend to work. And it, at least in the short term, it's helped keep Ron DeSantis very, very far behind Trump. That's right. And it also wounded him enough where you had all these other candidates say, hey, look, Ron DeSantis maybe isn't the biggest threat to Trump. He might not be 
the 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 unchallenged alternative to Trump. And so you had Nikki Haley get in the race. You had Tim Scott, Mike Pence, all these other candidates suddenly taking away a time and attention from DeSantis and stealing some of the spotlight at a time where he thought he was going to be a, a one on one candidate against yeah. Donald Trump. Yeah, absolutely. Steve, thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right. Let's go back to our panel. Um, you know, you just heard, Steve. I mean, this is an unprecedented situation. Uh, DeSantis had it all lined up on paper. He had all the key endorsements you'd want. The vaunted GOTV, Jeff Rowe, more money than, you know, 200 million. My God. And here he is struggling to keep his nose above water. Is he toast? Hey. Hey, he's done one thing really smart. He has really lowered expectations for yes. how he's going to do tonight. You know, there was once the expectation he would beat Trump in Iowa, and that would be the start of a real upset campaign. That's clearly not going to happen. However, there are some reasons to think he's going to do better tonight than is standing in the polls, because he does have a, an organization. He has strong loyalty among uh, those who say they're going to caucus for him in that Des Moines Register poll, even, uh, so I think 62 percent of his supporters said they were definitely going to show up tonight. Uh, Nikki Haley does not have that kind of organization. She does not have that kind of uh, loyalty among uh, and enthusiasm among her supporters. So at this point, if DeSantis comes in second, that may look like a pretty good finish that gives him a path mm -hmm. to moving forward. But that is certainly not where he hoped to be when this campaign began. It's a great point because it really is. I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of horse race politics, but it's all judged <laughs> against expectations. Uh, so you're 100 percent right about that. Alice, I just, you know, Bob Vanderplatz is a big evangelical leader in the state and it's often seen as a proxy for that community, which is really uh, sort of the, the heartbeat of, of Iowa caucus goers historically. Um, and yet, Donald Trump, uh, who I don't think many folks would say exemplifies many of the principles in the New Testament, seems to have a really strong hold on evangelical leaders. Uh, here's the Des Moines Register polls, 51% of evangelicals uh, support him. Um, you know, a couple of uh, pastors, you know, blanched when he put out a, a, a ad on his Truth Social calling, you know, God made Trump, uh, which was sort of idolatrous to, to many eyes. But how do you understand a state committed to Iowa nice, people of deep faith gravitating uh, away from evangelical leaders towards this uh, celebrity candidate? Look. DeSantis was wise to get the support of Bob Vanderplatz, who is the kingmaker really for evangelicals in Iowa. He's worked to, uh, supported every candidate I've worked for, and he really does coalesce the faith community behind him and has done a good job to, to get their support behind uh, Ron DeSantis, and that's critical. But I was shocked, uh, John, the other day when I saw Donald Trump roll out his faith leaders. These were from every county. I printed it up. It was 14 pages of evangelical leaders from uh, across the state. And, and he has really galvanized them, and those people will commit to caucus. And look, here's the reason why these evangelicals support Trump. Look, Donald Trump uh, doesn't talk and uh, act very much uh, like your uh, typical Christian, but evangelicals stand behind him for a couple reasons. One, his uh, Supreme Court nominees that helped lead to overturning Roe v. Wade and his unwavering support for Israel. They also see him as someone who makes a promise and delivers. So you're not going to get these evangelicals that have, are on board with Trump. It's going to be hard to change their mind at this point because they look at Hassim someone who uh, promised certain things and delivered and there's and, and we should be loyal. clear that's that's about judges not about a general pattern of truth-telling 
Uh, it's about delivering right. the, the, right. the policy, the priorities that, that <laughs> exactly. they, they wish to see. Um, <laughs> I, I want to just dig into this because, you know, I think Joe Biden is evidently a person of faith. Uh, Raphael Warnock, senator from, uh, you know, the, the pulpit of Ebenezer Baptist Church. Um, and yet there still is this partisan divide over faith in American politics. Do you see any sign of that winnowing or really, frankly, Democrats trying to compete for that community? Well, Democrats should compete for that community. I think for some time now, it has been the moral high ground, for whatever reason, has been going to the Republican Party. But it's interesting because it's Martin Luther King Day, right? And mm -hmm. Martin Luther, you, you mentioned Raphael Warnock, who is the pastor of Martin Luther King's church. And when you really look at what Dr. King stood for, we'll have so many people talking about Dr. King today, and yet their policies won't be supportive of uh, ending poverty and uh, having peace in our, in, our, in our world. And so I think Democrats have a real story to tell that is a story that is rooted in faith and in inclusivity. Um, but it's interesting because for so long Republicans have touted that they are the party of faith because of the conversation around of ab abortion. But what we're actually seeing is that is an issue that people whether you are a Christian or not, I am a Christian and I am also pro-choice. And you can have those two things be true and not have to question your faith. And I think that story is actually starting to change. And I hope, I hope, I started my organizing as a Democrat in the church. The black hmm. church is so, so important um, to the Democratic Party and is where so many civil rights organizers came out of. And so, you know, one of the things that you are usually successful if you are a Democratic candidate is that you do rely on uh, the black faith community. So we should not um, yield that to the Republican Party because their policies don't really align with biblical teachings of Jesus Christ. It's an important point about the nature of a Big Ten and also that when often the term evangelicals is used in politics, we should say white evangelicals. That's uh, right. The, the partisanship is, is different when you're taking the totality of the community.